0: Top Recorded live. The Church of Jesus Christ is
1: largely sleeping like a great bedroom, and you have all the Christians
2: and men that are all they are saying, please. Don't wake me up! I want to speak on. And of course, man, when God starts to operate a revival, people cannot sleep. You can't sleep in church. But the Spirit of God awakes the people. Look at the first verse of this 52nd chapter. Awake! Awake! Put on strength! Wake up, you sleepy Christians! Awake all Arise! Life, don't get Keep this in mind from an old man. There is no finality to the Christian life this time in eternity. He said that some of us may go to our own funeral tonight and die to serve and end all the failure and all the weakness. Why should a person come to the cross? Why should a person embrace death with Christ? Why should a person be willing to go with identification, pound to the cross and use it to up again? I'll tell you why. Because it's the You're only way that God can get glory. A if I was to ask you tonight, you were saved. You say, Yes, I'm saved. Well, assaults or creeps, I got baptized. I What are you saved from? Hell.
0: Yes. Are you saved
2: from difficulty? Yes. Are you saved from lust? Are you saved from cheating? Are you yes. saved from life? Are you saved from bad Are you saved from rebellion against your parents? What are you saved from? Who shall offend the people of God? Who shall stand in his holy place? He's has clean hands. And the pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to vanity, not scorned it peacefully, he shall receive. Blessing of the Lord. And there's no room for him in the end. He got a bit older. There was no room in his family. His family turned on him. He went to the temple. No room in the temple. The temple turned on him. And when he died, there was no room to bury him. He died outside of the city. Well, why in God's name do you expect to be accepted everywhere? I it in the world and couldn't get under the holy standard ever living. can get on with you and me. Are we compromised? Are we compromised? Are we no spiritual stature? Are we no righteousness that reflects on their corruption? He is the Lord. You want to say that Christians don't go around apologizing for him, don't go around grave because you can't make his doctrines fit in with what you've learned in school. All you learned in school was one fallen head instructing another fallen head. And you don't have to apologize for him. Yeah, Dr. Tosley used to say, When you knew one thing about a man that was carrying the cross out of the city, and you, you weren't coming there. This country, ultimately, go back the next week, and we're as fascinated. We spent half an hour with Jesus, but we're through
0: sticking out in the movie house. And Paul says, That's what the world
2: is to me. It's a system of corruption and rottenness and violence. It's anti Christ and the world goes. Is the world crucified to you tonight, or is it fascinating?
3: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our Sunday night Bible study. One hour later or earlier. Well I don't I still don't get. Anyway, we're here. Praise God. How you guys doing tonight? Got still street preaching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine. Doing very bad uh, brother my, boy, my boy's been street preaching for about the last thirty minutes, so uh, maybe they're through by now. But anyway, it is something that is a it's a wonderful feeling. Um I'm talking about feeling, spiritual feeling. I'm not talking about fleshy feeling. When you get out, when you walk out in the public and nobody knows you, say so you decide, well, this city looks good, and you go down to where the red lights, where there's crossroads or something, in the crowd, people are walking the streets and everything, and you pull out that old black 66 caliber. And you open it up, and you rare and you've done. Got you've got down. You've memorized the scripture, and you just you just reach down inside and let it go. And but when you're taking those steps, if it's the first time you've ever done it, if you've taken those steps, if it's the first time that you street preach, the every horse in the world will seem like it's 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 latched up to you and it's pulling you back. Everything in the world is telling you you're a fool, you're an idiot, you're crazy. you got no business doing this. You're not prepared. You don't realize what you're doing. You're going to look like a fool. You're going to look like an idiot. The cops are going to arrest you. People are going to laugh at you. Blah, 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 blah. And then once you open your mouth, once that word of God comes out of your mouth, it's a whole different ball game. It's like the Lord just moves in. And and puts up a wall around you, and nothing faces you anymore. You none of all that, all that anxiety, all that worry, all that uh, doubt goes away. Can I get a second witness? Amen.
4: Amen. Amen.
3: So anyway, about street preaching, we're in the book of Revelation, folks. Tonight we're going to go. With, we'll be in chapter nine, part three. The other night we went about two hours dealing with uh, the army that comes up out of the pit. What I want Brother Chad to do is just start back at chapter 9 and uh, start at verse 1. And we'll come down through here uh, again. And then we're going to get to uh, the part. Anyway, when we get there, I'll stop him. And then we're going to change gears because here I'm going to get all this out of the way in Revelation 9. I'm going to get to Antichrist. Where he comes from, the types, some of the types of him. I'm going to get his relationship to Judas. I'm going to, I'm going to try to do all of that. So as we go forward, I won't have to. I won't have to do it when we're in another subject, when the other chapters, because it's going to mention this bottomless pit again. This is not the last time. We're here at the fifth. We're here at the fifth seal. I mean, we're here at the fifth seal, fifth trumpet. Everything's going to pi everything's getting ready for the wrath of God to be poured out the The three woes are part of the last three trumpets where the last trumpet is when the wrath of God is finally poured out and and just think all of this stuff previously that we've went through, you can look at it in a natural sense, but now we're entering the supernatural sense. Here in chapter nine, and it's going to be that way this, that way through the rest of the book. The first parts that we dealt with with the seals seemed more like the naturalistic things that had to do with the earth and them, you know, this that and the other naturalistic stuff. Now we're getting into the supernatural, and then we're get after we get into the supernatural beings, we're, we're going to get into the seven personages that's represented. And their starts here in chapter nine with this demonic army that comes up out of the bottomless pit. There's another later on in in uh, in the book. We're going to find out armies that um uh, comes up ours associated. Anyway, I said that I wish that person would. Hang up that's trying to call in Can y'all hear that beeping in Coming in um, yes, Just yeah.
5: dead sound on our side. Yeah.
3: Nobody's been able to get me There's Probably a bunch of folks That's still trying to call in But anyway Having said that um, Brother Chad if you would go ahead and open us in a word of prayer
5: sure. Heavenly Father we're so blessed For this day Lord Thank you Thank you so much That we're able to have food in our belly And air in our lungs Lord Put the clothes on our back. Protect us from the from, from the elements, Lord. The the blessings that you bring to us that we don't know, Lord, that we are so ignorant of sometimes. We're such a we're such an ignorant and, and stupid nation, Lord. So often that we just forget how much you loved us. And how much you love us and what you've done for us, Lord. You died for us on the cross at Calvary. Forgave our sins for all time, past, present, and future, and yet sometimes still we're just, we're just like, well, you know what, it's just so great that I'm a Christian. Well, you know what, that's not enough, Lord. We love you so much, and we ask that you bless our Holy Spirit within us, Lord. Bless the Holy Spirit that we be able to learn the words through you, the the word, Lord, that we be able to learn what we need to learn, Lord. These are these are perilous times. This is the end times, Lord. We know that. Our inheritance is at stake. This is no joke. It's not just messing around. We're going to learn a little thing here and do a little thing there. This is what it's about, Lord. This is what it means. We need you. Without you, we have nothing. We love you so much, Lord. We ask that you raise our pastor, that that the that the Holy Spirit work in him, that we be able to get things that we never even thought never even thought of before lord we are babes in your hands little children we are your little children make us make us men and women lord anyone within the sound of of my voice we we ask for your blessing and your your forgiveness for our sins for today lord For we've all sinned so much today lord i don't even know how much Please give us what we need and do good work in us, Lord, for all things are for your sake and for your name alone,
3: our heavenly Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Okay, Brother Chad, you start at verse 1 in chapter 9, and we will come down to here. Till so we get to a certain area that I think we need to stop at then I'll I'll bring up the subject matter we're gonna deal with now, okay?
5: Okay. Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter nine. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit and there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a
3: man. Okay, you can go ahead and stop right there. All right, this is where we ran the reference back to Joel chapter 2 and we went through the similarities between the uh, the the quote-unquote locust army. We didn't even get to the part where I wanted to show you in both places, they're called locusts, but in both places, they're not locusts. We never even got there the other night after two hours. But Like I said the other night, we could have kept on going for another hour and a half, two hours. But still, both places, they're called locusts. After, in Joel, coming down through, telling you about how they can jump up on buildings. They can fall on a sword. It won't hurt them. And then on down below there, it talks about them being locusts. My, come on locust falling on a sword, really? See, man, most men want to make it in the natural. They want to make, they want they want to cut out the supernatural element out of it, and they want to try to make it just little bugs flying around somehow or another. Maybe just a little extra big or something like that, but not so. Not so. They got a they their their command. They've got a commander over them, and they can inflict injury. And we're going to see in just a minute that it's going to cause men to be tormented to the point to where they want to die and they can't die. All right. I tell you what. Let's just go ahead and read on further, and I'll show. I'll tell you what I'm talking about, brother Jay. Go ahead. Keep on reading. Amen. Yeah, I was reading Joel. Um, Three or four and, times today. Yeah, and, and and before we go on, I I meant, we also went to Isaiah chapter thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's the army that's going to destroy Babylon in the last days because the way that army is an army of giants that come up out of the earth, out of the pit. We went to Isaiah. So the reason I'm going through this real quick, folks. I see some people in the chat room that were that was not here the other night. Okay, so I went in Isaiah thirteen that giant army that comes up, it talk, it tells about them, going, they're going to raise Babylon to the ground. And we know through, there is, Babylon has never been raised to the ground. It was taken without a shot fired, practically, by Cyrus. And then it went into decay. It was never turned upside down like Jerusalem was by Titus. Never was. But it says it was in the chapter 13 of Isaiah. So something's wrong. Yeah. What's wrong is that prophecy is talking about is for the latter days. And the Babylon it's talking about is mystery Babylon of Revelation chapter 17. Okay? So we read about those armies. Joel read about him in in Isaiah chapter 13 and we'll we'll run across some more where it mentions some things like this later on, okay? But for the time being, Brother Ched, just read on a little bit further because what I'm gonna bring up probably needs some context for it. Sure, Revelation nine, verse five. And to
5: them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die,
3: and death shall flee from them. Okay, now period talks about this five months is important, folks. You, you say, well, how, what, what do you mean? What's it got to do? I, I don't, I'm not sure. All right, but I do know that it is this five month period is there is it it's got a big meaning. All right. But I don't know what the answer is. Well, if you don't know the answer, how do you know it's a big meaning? Because nothing in this book is without significance. That's why. And we're going to see a five-month period come up later. All right? This right? I'll give you my opinion, okay, about this five months. Just, this is just my opinion. I believe that the, the bulk of the wrath of God, Will be poured out over a five-month period. That's what I believe. That's my opinion. You hear me? I said it's my opinion. If you find something you can shoot, fine, shoot it down. That's fine too. If you find something to back it up, that's fine too. Because it's just an opinion. Just an opinion.
1: See, these people are going to go. They want to die, but they can't. Now people don't want to
3: die. They want to live all you want. Life extension, all this new technology, all this quote-unquote medical world, which is, folks, they can't keep you alive no longer now than they could actually 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago. Except for penicillin, except for penicillin, that's about the size of it right there. Uh, our trauma medicine is here is the best in the world. The tra- our trauma medicine to stop infections and, and to uh, put splints on, stop people from dying from gunshot wounds, stop bleeding, all that trauma medicine, that's what I mean by trauma. Emergency room medicine, it's the best there is. But as far as healing diseases, nope. As far as curing stuff that's been around since the very beginning, nope. So it's all BS. Oh, how much advancement we've made. The only advancement we've made in medicine is the advancement in the price you have to pay when you get their attention, when you have to go to the doctor, okay? Or when you have to buy the pharmaceuticals. That's where the advancement's been made. You think, they were, you? Think, folks, cancer could probably,
1: probably there's a dozen cures for cancer right now. You know what it would do to the to the economy if
3: a cure came out for cancer. Have you stopped to think about all the jobs that would be lost and how the economy would absolutely
0: tank overnight and with nothing to back it up? So you think that they would let somebody somebody walking around here?
3: That could say say could lay hands on somebody and actually cure cancer. Mm. All right. You think after he cured about 15 people and, and the powers that be verified it, you think that that sucker would take another breath of life? In tw- you think he'd live? Once they verified it, you think he'd live another 24 hours? Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Too much money involved. The love of money is the root of all evil. Amen. Period.
1: And with it with the love with the love of money, comes the lust for power, and power corrupts
3: and absolute power corrupts absolutely. If you don't believe me, just check out old lucifer. check out what the book says about him but this five month period it in i in my opinion, until I, and I haven't found anything to back it up, make it stronger since I came to to the conclusion. I think that that's when the majority of the wrath of God is going to be poured out. And I think it's it's split up into little bitty time periods because we know how long it takes for Babylon to fall. See if any of y'all remember. Y'all know how long it takes for Mystery Babylon to fall?
0: I I forget. One hour. One hour.
3: So I'm saying that that's it's a there's your place right there where it only takes one hour to destroy something that's got control of the world. One hour. I so. have a question. Yes, yeah, sure, Go ahead. Uh,
4: about the um, tormenting in the five months. The five months then would be near the conclusion of the Great Tribulation, would it?
3: No, there. See, there's another five. It talks about another five months later on.
4: Okay, so it's in the middle,
3: perhaps. Yep. yep. Okay, that's right. That's exactly. And then,
4: right. would this be after the mark of the beast?
3: Don't know, brother. But see, that's one thing that's that is curious about the book. It the way it's written, par- parenthetically, how it gives you from A to Z and then goes back and gives you A to Z again. But every time it goes from A to Z, it leaves out C. See, Yeah, that's yeah. that's each 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 seal. Right, And then you've got the trumpets here, and then you've got the vials. Well, with the trumpets come the three woes. That's an added something on there. And the vials are the pure wrath of God. But it's broken up too. And that's what I'm saying. You can't pinpoint it all.
4: So brother. do you think the fact that they couldn't die would that be because there was a DNA change that was wrought as a mark? Not, yeah, or I something? wasn't
3: going to get into that, but since you mentioned it, yes, absolutely, brother, mm. absolutely. Do I think it could be a DNA change? One hundred percent, yes, yes, okay. mm-hmm. because that, like I mentioned the other night, they're taught, they want to, they're looking, they think they found the Methuselah gene. They call it. Yes. You know, they can't get away from the Word of God. The book rules the world, whether they like it or not. Amen. It rules the world. And why Methuselah, Gene? Because Methuselah lived longer than anybody else ever has 969 years. All right? What do you think to all those people that are multi billion trillionaires? Don't you think the main wish that they have is to live forever? Of course it is. But you know what? Somebody's promised them something. Or well, at least I, we probably don't have that kind of pathological mind to think the way they think. Because I've often wondered, I was talking with my friend from um, Columbus the other day, I said, why do you think they won't, what, what drives them? They've been offered something from somewhere. These people with the absolute authority to, to cause people to die, they can just order somebody's death at, at at a drop of a hat, or people that have control over millions of people's lives and can either say death or life with a stroke of a pen, mm-hmm. and have, and get pleasure out of it. Yeah, I'm not it's talking. Very, about, I'm not talking about a, a good ruler. I'm talking about the wicked, and get pleasure out of it. Even they want to live forever. So I wonder what kind of spiritual. Influence that they've had.
1: Do you think that
4: that some of man, what we call mankind, aren't men? Yes, they're angels.
3: Yes, absolutely, brother. I believe I believe one. that completely, and I believe because of that, that's the reason some of this stuff goes on. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all that somewhere in this, in the top secret. Echelons of these these dark societies, like the um, uh, like the Rosicrucians or the Masons or the uh, Jesuits and stuff like that, it wouldn't surprise me at all if the if if there was something connected with an angelic being, so one of the fallen ones that said something that made them believe that they were gonna they were gonna come back to life later on and live forever or something 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 there. Yes, I believe there's some people walking around claiming to be men that are not. Absolutely, brother.
4: And these psychopaths who who often govern, they might be that uh, other seed line.
3: Yep. That's true. That's exactly right, brother.
4: And it's hard to think that way. Like, we can think evil. Like, that's not a problem. We have no trouble being evil. But to think on the level of a total criminal psychopath, People can't relate. That's why they think, oh, you're crazy. They'd never do things like that. They, ne- What do you... People just think, you know, they can't descend in their mind to the depths of evil where a grandmother would torture a toddler to death and laugh and have pleasure while she's doing it.
0: Yeah.
5: Well, they've never been Catholic priests.
0: Yeah. There's been, there's... These
5: people are sick as sick can be. They're singing songs to Lucifer, claiming that the mornings that 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 means that they're singing songs to Jesus Christ. This is like they're they got a, a cult with over a billion people in it that believe they're Christians,
3: <laughs> and
5: they're they're the furthest thing from not that like you say always say, uh, brother Don. There are good Christian people in there. Yes, but the chances are very very slim.
3: Well, I I made the- Statement before, and I stick by it from experience. Some of the best, some of the best Christians I've ever ran across that meant every word they said, and, and they loved Jesus Christ because they passed the uh, the test of if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Okay, Amen. And they were ex-Catholic. That heard the gospel and they were the they were the biggest Catholic haters I'd ever met too. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. They make the best Catholic haters in the world as people that are ex-Catholic.
2: Amen, amen, amen. once
3: they come out of it and look back, they see the deception and they see the lies. Once they learn the truth and they see the Word of God was held back from them, it makes them righteous That puts some righteous indignation in them. Okay. Amen. Big time. Big time. Anyway, yes, talking about the DNA deals in these people, that's very possible, Brother David. It sure is. And it could be that something about the the uh, stain of these supernatural animals have something in it that that imparts something to where they can't die. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. There's always that, that possibility. And there's something I want to tell you before we go any further, because because we're gonna we're gonna get into the the wrath of God, the pure wrath of God on a sinful world. Realize this: there's never been a judgment from God that you that says it's a judgment from God that caused one. Not a recorded instance in the Word of God where His judgment on sin caused anybody to repent, where just His judgment caused anybody to turn to Him. You're going to find out that's what this book's going to tell you. Everything that's done, and still it's going to say, still they did not repent. They love their fornication and they love their stuff right ahead. Judgment from God is not sent to make a man repent.
0: You know what sent, you know what has been sent to make a man repent? The gospel. The gospel.
3: I didn't I'm not talking about chastening in a Christian's life. I'm talking about the lost world. It's it, it it's well anyway. Do
1: you understand what I'm saying,
3: David? Yes, I do. I was reading that just today,
5: uh, Pastor Don, and I, I was uh, commenting to myself on that. He's dealing
3: out the wrath. Yeah, it's not like God pours out His wrath and gives an invitation call. <laughs> no, he he was
5: he said here's here's why I'm pouring it out, and uh, none of them repented at all. And he basically said, I'm pouring it out because you guys didn't repent.
3: That's that's right. It's it's, it's after the fact. It, you had every opportunity in the world, and it, even when the supernatural things start happening, the people still don't repent. The first part with the <laughs> seals, they could have passed that off as just being some um some um some cataclysm from space, or they could throw it off on evolution, anything. But the supernatural stuff starts,
1: they'll be without they'll be without excuse.
4: And Pharaoh's a good type of
3: that. Pharaoh is an excellent type of that. Amen, amen. amen many men. How many places do you have to send before you believe? Right. And he never, he'd say, "Yeah, go take your take, take it, take your people, and take them." And then he changes mind every time. There is no judgment from God that's sent to cause repentance. It's just not there. The Bible says they are without, they're without understanding. No man seeketh after God. Okay, no man seeketh after God. Do you reckon it's joking when it says that? Do you reckon it's filling white paper, black, le- black letters on white paper? That's all it is. No man seeketh after God, folks. They just don't do it. But yet they're without excuse, and it's the way the Lord's got it set up. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Well, the Lord knows without the Holy Spirit, you can't discern it anyways. No, that's true. And he sends the Holy Spirit to do the drawing. See, the whole it's it's the act of God all the way around. And it's all for his pleasure anyway. See, that's why that is so important. That's why that once you get that down in your heart, not just mentally, but in your heart, once you understand what's going down, what's coming down, then you don't have any problem with any doctrine in the Word of God, because you can't come. Don't you don't even for one second try to tell me that somewhere in the recesses of your thought patterns you haven't you haven't wondered why does God get let this go on? Why does God do this Why did God do this? And why did he do that? Why don't he do this? And why don't he do that? Don't you for one second tell me you hadn't thought about it? You're a liar. You're not, and If you say you have, you've never thought about it. You're lying
1: before God. You're lying to yourself. That's the problem. But you get on. You get in your
3: mind. It's all for His pleasure, and He created everything, and every bit of it was made for His pleasure. And if he made it all, he knew the actions that was going to take place when he made it, and it was all for his pleasure. And you can't come into question. You better not question it now that you know the truth, period. Well, it's a wise thing not to question it, okay? Anyway, continue on, Brother Chad.
5: Yes. Uh, Verse 6 again, And in those days shall men seek death, and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle, and on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women.
3: Must have been transgender.
5: (laughs) And their teeth were as the teeth of lions. And they had breastplates, as it were, breastplates of iron. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle.
3: Remember, I made that. Told y'all about that the other night. About how the how frightening that sound is. Where there's there has been giant locust plagues. How it scared people to death to hear them coming because it's so many million, million, millions of them. Well, these suckers make a sound too. Amen. They make a sound too, and I don't know if that's the if that's that. Them, that's that fear of the sound it's talking about in Isaiah 24. I, I don't know if that's it. It was just a thought I I had the other night. That's, a, that's all. Okay. Verse 10, brother.
5: And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months.
3: There's that five months again. That's twice that she used it.
5: Mm hmm. Then you on. And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name
3: Apollyon. All right. These foot soldiers, these supernatural entities, have a king over them. And it, he it comes up out of this pit. My goodness, been living down there all this long. Remember, I took y'all back and showed y'all about these compartmental compartmentalized people that died in the past that took their swords with them. Yes, yes, yes. See, I bet you, I've heard in in my forty years, forty big forty two years, forty three years as a Christian, I ain't never heard nobody make the connection with those 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 dead, those soldiers back there carrying swords with them and putting it under their head. I bet you I know I hadn't heard one. Not a single one. There's a reason. Those things coming up out of the pit, there's something. Well, it tells you what they are here. Okay, they got a ruler of them, a baton, okay? And a polyon, all right?
1: Apollos, Nimrod. Some
3: remember the Greek gods? They got their names from somebody prior prior before their time. They were some of the Angel Angelics, some of the angels that fell, some of the
1: Nephilim, some of the some of the hybrid giants.
3: You ever stop to think that just just because giants was one of the things that, that was caused by the hybridization. Have you ever stopped to think what else was caused by the hybridization? It, they, they weren't just automatically giant. They were giants, and giants came from that union of man and angel, yes. But what else? What other kind of mutation came? See? Well, you might, you got to think that something else came because they experimented
1: on animals to where they had they corrupted all flesh upon the earth. Isn't that what the Bible says, Brother Dave?
2: Yes, absolutely. It
1: corrupted all flesh upon the earth the where the Lord had had to wipe it out. And we we read where they messed with, with animals, fish, and, and the whole every every
0: creature God had made. And the king over this bunch right here
3: that it why should it surprise you before before the flood if they if they screwed around with genetics before the flood, and Jesus says as it was in the days of Noah, and it tell just it, brother Dave turn to Jude and read the where it talks about the Lord putting that those suckers in uh in prison, in chains. Just go to Jude, read it there. Go to Second Peter 2 and read it there, okay? Okay. I'm we'll show you. I'm trying to get this set up in your mind because we're fixing to go to a certain individual. That's what, uh, the reason I'm doing this.
5: And uh, Apollyon is uh, one of uh, Christ's angels,
3: you think? Huh? Apollyon, the angel. no. no. Is- no, 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 no. What, he's the destroyer. He's yeah. the the destroyer. Absolutely, he's, he's the antichrist. He's 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 going to be like the antichrist in the end. But he's 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 uh, in the bottomless pit. Yes, that's where he's at right now.
4: And that's a home of the two hundred fallen.
3: That's right. And that's what Brother Dave's going to read right now. But Christ has the key there, right? He gave the key. To the angel, and so I, it, it it doesn't say that angel's name was Apollyon up there. Right.
5: Right. Okay.
3: Got it. Okay. Yeah. So Christ had the key. to it bother to Because it says that. Yeah. It was authority. It was in other words, the keys had to be given to this angel for him to open to open up and let this stuff out. That's
5: correct. Yes. Yes. Got it. Okay.
3: Okay. All right, Brother Dave.
4: Okay. Uh, Jude 1, 6. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains, under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day.
0: And in 2 Peter 2. Uh, 11. Oh, let me read verse 10 as well but
4: chief, chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government presumptuous are they self-willed they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not rallying accusations
0: against them before the Lord uh, that's not it. Sorry. It's in Second Peter too. Yeah. <laughs> Just having a, a trouble finding it. Before, While Brother Dave's looking
3: for that, they, these guys were locked up for 70 generations, these 200 angels. Azazel, Simra, uh, Semyaza, Cocobel, that was some of their names, okay? And they were supposed to be released. And it says they're released unto judgment. They also are going to be visited. It told you that in Isaiah 24, last three verses of Isaiah 24
1: but they're turned loose you say why in the world would the lord turn them loose
3: on an unsuspecting world because you know what's taking place now the judgment of god upon the earth this is this is what this is what this 70th week of daniel's all about and they're turned they're not turned loose before you know two cops holding them by the arm leading them into a jury room that's not what's taking place that's not what it means when it talks the judgment here. It means that they, they've come up on the scene. Matter of fact, they're going to be part of the ones that bring the judgment to its full extent. And they're going to die like men. Like it says in Psalms 82. I have said you're gods, but you're going to die like men. And that's like one of the princes. and We know who that guy is the prince of the power there. You found it, Brother David? Yes. Go ahead. 2 Peter 2, 4.
4: For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment.
3: Okay, let me, I will tell you all this about that um that cast them down to hell. That's the only place in the word of God where the word Tartarus, where well, you find well, in the Greek, where you find the word Tartarus. It they the King James translators use the word hell there. It's as good as any as in, down in the center of the earth as a generalization. But Tartarus was a special place, like the bottomless pit. It used it's used thirty times in the Old Testament, seven times here in the Book of Revelation, and other places in the in the, in the intermediate part between the Old Testament and the New. The Abuso
1: is the pit, so there compartment there's compartments in the center of the earth that have
3: special uses. some places are even livable. You know that from Luke sixteen it a it was where paradise was once that's where the dead of the Old Testament went in Abraham's bosom. So there's compartments down there that's livable. Well, if they were livable then, and the saints aren't down there now, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Because when a person's saved now, their sins are done away forever. And those guys back there, their sins weren't done away forever. They, they were still attached to them because there was no spiritual circumcision. Now I have to go in and teach that whole doctrine again, but I'm not. No, I'm going to keep on going, Lord willing. So now we're going to fight since you know there's different compartments,
1: Abraham's bosom. Um,
4: let me just read the Strong's definition for Tartarus. Go ahead. The deepest abyss of Hades. The oh, there's more
3: abyss. Yes. Yeah, and so it's a, the
4: bottomless pit, the, the deepest abyss.
3: Right, it's, right. Mm-hmm. One place it, it talks about, in Psalms, talks about the lowest hell. Makes a separation there. See? Mm-hmm. The lowest hell is the bottomless pit. That's a, the abuso. And there's other compartments, I'm telling you, down there. All right? One of them was livable. There was a great gulf that separated them. Yes. Now we're gonna find out well now we're gonna find out did anybody that was alive go to a certain place and then gonna come back? See that's what I. that's the, the scene I'm trying to set before we take off on this journey, okay? About different compartments, say, Oh there's nothing down there but hot gas. You ever been there? See? You ever been down there? You no, know, but scientists yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. You want, to tell you, you want to let the scientists, they're your God, right? They're the ones who saved your soul, so you're going to let the scientists be your final authority other than the Word of God. Okay. See what I'm saying? They don't have a clue you can get 50 different opinions from 50 different people. Molten love with my tail. There's three compartments. That Christ went down there. There's got there's bars connected with it, like bars in a prison. There's connected with it. How do you know that? Because it tells you about it, about
1: it in the book of Jonah. See, it, it it explains a little bit about it, but it doesn't give the complete picture.
4: And hey, in uh, uh, Abraham's bosom. There
3: wasn't fire.
2: No, there was water.
3: That's right. There sure was. Okay. Then was. Then there was a great gulf that separated
2: yes. Abraham's
3: bosom from where the rich man was.
4: Yes, in hell where he was tormented.
3: Yeah, in, in his part of hell, okay? Yes. In his part of hell. Then it tells you in Ephesians that the Lord went down to the center of the earth and took them out with him and led captivity captive. But yet they don't believe. They still say it ain't nothing but a lie. It's just an old parable. That's what they try to tell you. Luke sixteen is. I've taken you back to Second Samuel and shown you where somebody come up out of there. The the word the
1: Lord opened uh, Samuel not Saul's eyes with the witch of Endor and saw people coming up out and going coming out and going back in to the things down in
3: the earth. But still, no, believe everything but the Bible. says you're pragmatic and you're schooled and you graduated from college. Well, that, mm-hmm. You're smart. You know more than God. This book's antiquated, filled with mistakes, written by a bunch of Anglican Englishmen, right?
0: You're smart. You've got it together. You can speak Greek. And so can I, big deal. So, there's compartments down there. we got that straight. You believe that?
3: Good, glad you do. Let's find out about a person that was a normal human being that got changed. Turn to John 17, Brother Dave. Okay, I'm there. Okay, Um, I think it's in verse 12. While
4: I was with them in the world
3: No 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 I, no 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 Did I send you to John seventeen? Yes. My goodness. It might be John seven. It's where the Lord where um where Judas were Satan let me see. Um, oh shoot. It's where Satan entered
0: No it Luke Luke twenty two, brother. Luke
3: twenty two three I think. Okay.
4: where um Satan enters
3: start yeah started it verse 1 in, in yeah in Luke 21 no sorry Luke chapter 22 started verse 1
4: oh into yeah 22 and it's in verse 3 there i see it okay 22 verse 1 Now the feast of unleavened bread drew neat nigh which is called the passover and the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And so, he went.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead.
4: And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them.
3: Okay, just reading that one verse, you think you, think you might think to yourself. Oh well, his heart was—he was a deceiver, and his heart got bad. He was just faking. He was a fake Christian, you know, but there was no Christian in anyway. But he was, he was faking his love for the Lord. He just—he just had a changed heart. No, nah, because I know a bunch of downers don't—you don't believe in no devil. You think he's chained up somewhere, or you don't believe in demon
0: possession. You think that was psychological problem. says the devil entered
3: into him and he went about his business. Okay, go to Acts
0: chapter 1. Okay. okay.
3: Well, if he, went, if he was just a normal human being and he died, don't you think that they would have took him to a grave and buried him? I'm not saying even Peter or James or John even knew what was going on. I just know what the Holy Spirit led Luke to write because Luke wrote this And Luke wrote what I'm fixing to show you now. Read verse 25, brother. Acts 1, verse
4: 25. That he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas, by transgression, fell, that he might go to
3: his own place. Okay, Judas went to his own place. There's not a uh, there's no other place in scripture, and don't you believe a word I'm saying? You go check it out yourself. There's not another place in scripture where you get his own place connected with anything that, like death. In other words, the, his own place is this should be a grave, but it's not talking about a grave. Nowhere else is those. Three words, his own place, connected with anything like it, just right here. Okay? He went to his own place. It's like he didn't even know who he really was, and then Satan entered him, and he became something different. Turn to Second Thessalonians 2. Okay. Show you somebody else. Something happens too like that. Restart at verse 1. Read verse 3.
4: Okay. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition.
3: That man be revealed, the son of perdition. Now go to John 17, brother. Okay. Let's find out that, who the Bible indicates that this might be.
4: Okay, I'm there.
3: Okay, if you're in chapter 17, re- read verse Start reading about verse 10 through okay. verse 13.
4: John 17, verse 10. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Wait, 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 wait
3: just a minute. Let me tell everybody what you're reading. This is the real Lord's Prayer, folks. This is our Lord Jesus Christ communion with his Father. So, okay, go ahead, brother.
4: And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled.
3: Wow. Did you know that Jesus Christ called Jesus the son of perdition? And it told the told, read, go back to Thessalonians, read verse 3 again, brother. It's only two times it's used, folks. It's only two times it's used.
4: Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition.
3: Well, if I'm not mistaken, the Lord just told you who it was. Yes. Okay. Well, he. Oh, how are you? Sir? Now, do you see what I'm saying, folks? And when he died, he didn't go to. He didn't go. To his grave, even though he went to a grave, he went somewhere else, called his own place.
0: Turn to Revel- Let's quickly jump over to Revelation seventeen and just start reading it, verse one. You'll,
3: are unless you can find a verse. Real, I know it's in John seventeen where it talks about somebody
0: going in into perdition. Uh, Revelation seventeen eleven 11, uh, okay. or
4: 8,
3: sorry. Okay, give them a little context, so start about three verses above it. I'll
4: start at the chapter, Mark, at verse 7. Re- Revelation chapter 17, verse 7. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman, and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns the beast that thou sawest was and is not and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition
1: okay
3: he was he was alive once then he wasn't alive and he shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into the, and go into perdition read it again brother david okay the, the beast that thou sawest was was not that, that mean? Was is not and he? De- he was alive, and then he's not alive. And but he shall he, but he shall ascend out of it. the bottom. Of that's it. right. That's right. And go into perdition. Now, what mm-hmm. it says? Yes, it does. You know who else it t- it says that Christ was alive and is alive forevermore. Remember those one, two, three things we read in chapter one, behold the book of Revelation, what John saw. Yes. Things works in threes. I how I told you he was going. He talks about himself. I am He that was, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. What says I? He, He is. I am He that was, and is now, and liveth, for, and shall live forevermore. Anyway, he uses the same three things. The same kind of three things about his self, except he doesn't put death. Go go read it, brothers, in chapter 1. Read, read what, put those three things together there, and then I'll tie this together. Try There's to. uh, three
4: more verses here that describe this guy in the, and into per- perdition, is okay. mentioned again in verse oh, really? 11.
3: Yeah, go right it ahead. It
4: describes who he is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom, the seven heads, are seven mountains, on which the women, woman sitteth. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition.
3: He is the eighth, but he's of the seventh. Yes. Remember those I told you about the seven personages?
4: Mm, Yes.
3: Is of the eight, so his bloodline. He's of that seventh king. He's yeah. He's of his bloodline.
1: Who in the world could that be?
0: Beast, Brother, Ch- Brother Chad, you got your concordance pulled up. hmm
3: Type in the idol shepherd, and and it's in Zechariah. Forget what chapter. I want you to go read about the idol shepherd. Would you read what some of the marks are about this idol shepherd? How he's going to be? Uh, how you're going to be able to recognize this person? This person that um, Brother Dave's talking about up here in the book of Revelation.
4: So these seven kings, because we've already established that the king was uh, an angel from That's the right. bottom of the pit. you go. So these seven kings are seven angels. Ah,
3: you get it now, yes. And just like the angels did with the women back in Genesis 6, so it shall be again. Yes. Going, this king's going to be part of that seventh one. And remember yes. Daniel 2 how those ten kings were down there, and they mixed their their seed did not mingle with the seed of men,
4: right, and so this eighth who's of the seven is a Nephilim, he's a half oh, angel half man
3: half angel, and half man absolutely, just like Satan entered into Judas, and Judas became both yes. mm mm-hmm. mhm, yes, so this. Could be Judas. That's exactly right. Okay, Brother Chad, read us about the idle shepherd. Uh, Zechariah chapter 11,
5: verse 17. Woe to the idle shepherd that leaveth the flock. The sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be cleaned dry up. And his right eye shall be utterly darkened. Wow, that sounds like somebody
3: from Revelation. Well, of course it's somebody that gets wounded, nigh unto death, and, and it looks like he's resurrected. You're going to even be—you'll be even able to know it um, by his wounds that they're—they're they're right here in the book. He's the idle shepherd that leadeth the flock. Flock of what? Flock of sheep. He's an Israelite, folks. He's part Israelite
0: and part angel and he comes from the tribe of Dan. I'm not going to run you through.
3: Read Judges. Read the, the, read the book of Judges about what all Dan, how Dan got mixed up in idolatry and how God doesn't even name his name in the book of Revelation. His tribe's not even mentioned while this time period's going on. But guess what? He gets reinstated in eternity because he's the very first name of the tribes in Ezekiel chapter 48. Hey, isn't he, guys? You see, Brother Dave, we've been over that many times, haven't we? Yes, we have, yes. Dan shows right back up. Sure does. He's a he'll be a half nephilim. Well, he'll be a he'll be a, a part angel and part human, just like Hercules and Atlas and all those and all those nephilim were before before the flood. They were part. Then they could die like men. They did die. The flood wiped them out. This guy could die too. But he's got supernatural power. His daddy's helping him, and he's going to get wounded, nigh unto death. It's going to tell us that later on in Revelation. But they're going. To, the whole world's going to marvel. He. This must be Christ. He's
1: raised from the dead.
3: And remember what Jesus told the Pharisees in that throwaway verse. I come, you guys. I come in my own name my Father's name, and you receive me not. But if another shall come in his own name,
0: him you will receive. Kind of all ties together, doesn't it?
2: Yes, it does.
0: Now, am I slamming my fist
3: down and telling you that this is absolutely the doctrinal truth and that's exactly what you can look at that is definitely Judas's carrot? Not necessarily. I'm just telling you there's scripture to indicate that it is, because he was not a normal human being, folks. He didn't get he 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 was not a normal individual, especially after Satan entered. and there's not a single place where it said that Satan left him. So when he died, he went to his own place. You go check this out for yourself, the Spirit of God may show you some more scripture to add on to this. Okay? Because why would the Lord make why would the Lord right out of the wild blue say to say what he said about if another come in his own name him you will receive? Why would he say that? Go over there, brother David, and, and read it and just see how it's just out of nowhere. It comes out of the right field. And Where is that again? I think it's in John, brother. Uh, just um him okay. you will him you will receive in your um in the in the concourse. you'll pull right pull it right up.
0: You'll pull it right up. I forget what <laughs> chapter and verse. It's the early part, I think, of John. I'm not sure. I think it is.
4: Uh, John five forty three. Yes, John five forty three. I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another came, shall excuse me. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive.
3: There you go. Now read the verse above that, and see how this is a throwaway verse. It seems like uh, John five.
4: Verse 40, and ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and ye received me not. If another shall come in his own name, him
3: ye will
4: receive.
3: Now real quickly turn to John 8 and read verse 44. You hear what he said to them? I know the love of God's not in you, you, you people. You foot soldiers. Okay? Let's see what he tells the same foot soldiers here in John eight forty four.
4: And by those foot soldiers, we're talking about another seed line. That's right. John 8, verse 44. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it
3: amen, amen so that's a little bit on Judas that I'm sure some of you folks had no idea was even in the scripture and say that that's if you got to believe the book, there's no way in the world you could ever put this put any of this stuff together if you're all the time thinking that there's mistakes in the word of God. Okay? You just won't happen. You have to be a Bible believer to put this kind of the the Bible opens up like in ways to a Bible believing Christian that it open it will never open up to anyone, no exception. I ain't never seen one ever he murder one. No exception.
4: And so, just uh, a brief comment for those who may be confused. Just like we were talking about, the the scripture talked about the angels being, the kings being fallen angels. Mm -hmm. And the one king who was a fallen angel was given the key to the bottomless pit. And then we talked about those uh, other seven angels and uh, the eight beast coming from the bloodline of a fallen angel now and we see jesus here saying to these people ye are of your father the devil and he wasn't using a metaphor so he's conclusively saying that these angels have the ability to produce seed
5: yes sir
3: they surely do they surely do and they can look so much, they can look so much like you and I, oh, absolutely. that you'll never know the difference. Let me, brother Chad, go to um, um, Matthew chapter thirteen. Okay. And read the parable of the wheat and the tares.
0: Matthew thirteen. Yes. Yeah. Um. Brother David, while he's going there you can go to Daniel 2 and and read uh, verse 42 and 43 whenever he finishes, okay? Certainly. Okay. Uh, Matthew 13
5: verse 24 Another parable put he forth unto them saying The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root
3: up also the wheat with them. There you go. You they don't, want, don't don't mess with them. It's the Lord's business. He's the one going to yield the sword in the very end. And, because, and the reason that the ta- reason, one and another reason is because you can't tell the difference or you, when the, they first start growing. You can't tell the difference when the tearing and wheat. They look the same. They look the same.
5: But the enemy planted it there and he knew it. Yeah, absolutely. He knew it.
3: Yes, like, he knew I, it.
5: I did not plant. He knew what he planted.
3: Of course, of course. Now we're going to read how that, how that those that seed got planted, brother Dave. This is Daniel, Daniel two. It's talking about the last kingdoms on earth, and it's talking about the last ten kings, and it's going to tell you that they're not normal human beings. Brother, brother, go ahead.
4: Daniel chapter 2, verse 41. <clears throat> and whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawst iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay.
3: There you go, folks. And if you think that seed is, is not sperma, well, you, just, you need to buy your thinking machine because that's what it is. That's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what it's talking about and referring to over in Revelation. See, because so if you knew Daniel chapter two, you'd realize that the last kingdom, the supernatural aspect, was going to kick back in. If you if you knew and believed Daniel two, the last ten the ten toed kingdom, you would realize that they weren't all going to be completely human that there would be a supernatural element in a big way having to do with the end times. Once you realize the supernatural mindset, which is you have a supernatural book, my goodness, given to you in a supernatural way without error, then supernatural stuff would not bother you at all. Then you wouldn't have to jump to allegory and metaphor. It's all about being a Bible believer. It's all believe believing what God said. Period. That's all it is. So it's about believing what God said. Very first sin ever was committed was doubting what God said, and it ain't no different today. There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. All right, brother Dave, go back to um. My brother Chad, you. I want you to go to um. Uh, let me see. Where is that? That for for the Psalms. Um. Oh shoot. Uh, I think it's Psalms 24 and park right there for a second. Brother Dave, go back to Revelation chapter 9
0: and pick up where Brother Chad left off. Okay. Uh, here we are, verse 11. <clears throat> and they had a
4: king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. One woe is past, and behold, there come two woes more hereafter.
3: Okay. That's a woe. This was the fifth trumpet. So this is the first woe. When that third woe hits, folks, it's Katie barred the doors. It's 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 all over but the crying, Josephine for the world for the earth dwellers. Continue reading, brother.
4: And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before God, saying to the sixth angel which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates.
3: Wow. So uh, there's even some angels in you bound in the river Euphrates. Oh, that's got to be allegory, don't it? No. <laughs> bound. Well, where in the Word of God does it talk about the Lord binding any angels in a river? Where? where? Well, Is there's that,
4: places where it says things uh, in the sea.
3: Well, sure, under oh, sure, brother. Oh, earth, I know. In exactly. the yeah. yes, that's exactly the way I look at it, too, brother. But most mm. folks wouldn't give it a second thought, okay? Okay. But uh, yes, absolutely. But these are bound in the river. Yes. Hmm. Bound in the river. Let's see what happens. Go ahead and see what they do.
4: And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men.
3: So they're killer angels. That ain't, that's not going to be too tough to kill a part of the population of the world. I remember the angel of the Lord, of the Lord that came that night and with all the Assyrian troops and killed 185,000 in one night. One night. And these are four angels it's going to take to kill off all these men of the earth, to slay Slay the
5: third part of the earth. They now, also have a very huge army coming with them.
3: Huh? They have a very large army with them. Oh, yes. Oh, of course, yes. 200 yes, yes. million. 200 million. That's right. This is that other army I was talking about. Supernatural. Man, I I remember coming through, hearing all the prophecy teachers talking about how this was a 2, this was a two million man, Chinese, a bunch of Chinese coming. <laughs> all that stuff. All that stuff. Anything but what the book says. Folks, the reason let me you you if you want any reasoning, I've tried to give it to you many, many times about why all this weird stuff at the end. See, you're two thousand years past the weird stuff. You've you have you we've come through the age of grace through faith. And faith is not associated with woo-woo stuff. Faith is associated with heart, belief, and acceptance. It's not... It's got nothing. No signs are involved with faith. No, No big flashing miracles are with faith. Faith is the subject of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Right? So now... For the last two thousand years, our our progenitors, before behind our ancestors, have been
1: through two thousand years of nothing but
3: naturalism, logical thinking, all this stuff. The only supernatural thing that's been going on two thousand years is the supernatural thing of the new birth on the inside and the communion of. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, with the individual—that's what will separate a Bible believer from a heretic. You see that God can get there's Supernatural things going on in your personal life—I know they have in mine. It could be a personal thing, but as far as public
2: miracles,
3: as far as, like it's like it's, it's coming up here as we go further. Uh, there ain't been none of that. It will be now. It'll be. There will be no excuses. They'll be able to see what's coming up. They'll be able to see the supernatural. They'll be able to touch it if they want to. Because it'll touch them. There will be no excuses whatsoever. And not a sap-sucking one of them earth dwellers is
0: going to repent
3: squat. They don't want nothing to do with the one turning this stuff loose. That's causing it to be done, which ultimately is the Lord. He's the one who gave the key. (laughs) Continue reading, brother.
0: And uh, to
4: the sixth angel which had the trumpet loosed the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Mm -hmm. And the four angels were loosed which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third, slay the third part of men, and the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. Whoa,
3: and I, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, how how did we get from four angels to two hundred thousand? 200 million. two hundred million.
1: Yeah, how,
3: how we million, did we get four angels to two hundred million?
0: Yeah. That's
1: <laughs> I don't even know the answer I don't know the answer I never even thought about it till right this second
4: is there any re- relation between these horsemen and th- those that came out of the bottomless pit
0: let me go back up here and look that's them as far as I can tell that would have to be them It's just kind of like
3: going on. Yeah, it it has to be them. Okay, yeah, I lost the context out of my mind. It would have to refer back to the the army of horse riders, absolutely. It would have to refer back to them, so continue on.
4: And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions.
3: No, lions. no, no, sorry, that dog won't hunt. It can't be, no. different bunch, that's right, yeah. can't be. Heads of lions, not Wow, lions. man, wow, this is wild stuff, man. These aren't the locusts, you're talking no, about the locusts. No, these ain't got squat to do with those locusts. It, it ain't not at all.
5: Yeah, they had faces like, like man, yeah. these ones have faces like lions.
3: I know, this is something. That's, wow. That's, but, yeah, you're right, they came out of nowhere. you. Boom, popped up, that came out of nowhere with no prelude, but they have some kind of connection, got to have a connection with the verse above it, in some it just, way. All of a
5: sudden it just says, and the number of the army of the horsemen, like like, like, we should know that they're coming.
3: Yeah, the conjunction and connects it with the sentence above. Yeah, and the four angels, because th- that sentence says, and the four angels were loose." Mm-hmm. So uh, what I don't, I don't know if the those, these four angels, once they're loose, if they just happen to be in command of this supernatural yes. army, wherever they come from, and I, I don't see nothing about it. Maybe they come up out of the pit, too. Behind angels us. that are
4: bound are, are fallen angels that left their
3: habitation, right? The ones that are bound down in, in Tartarus. In Hail, yeah, in right?
4: Tartarus. Okay, yeah, and this is under the water. So they may not have been the ones that left their first estate, but these angels didn't... didn't Well, see, the thing about
3: it is, the pit was open, brother, and it hadn't closed back up yet. And if it's still open, then maybe these are four commanding angels that could call this other bunch up.
4: Yes. I I was kind of wondering, were were they in the Euphrates with their army, (laughs) bound?
3: Yeah. I'm I wonder, Well, the angels definitely were. That's what he Because the, the other says.
4: angels were kings, and kings right. have kings right. have armies.
3: Right. But it didn't say these angels were kings, No, it didn't. No, it didn't. And it didn't say it's not. I don't even think it's going to mention them again. By the way. So anyway, continue reading. Okay.
4: And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire, and of jacinth, and brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouths issued fire, and smoke, and brimstone. By these three was the third part of
3: men killed,
4: by the fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouths.
3: Okay, I would say they came up out of the pit, because they're connected with fire and brimstone, not water, <laughs> out of the yes. river. Okay, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead.
4: For their powers in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with their, them they do hurt. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, That they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their rituals. Wow. Rituals.
0: What?
5: The last word is theft.
0: Yeah, Where yeah did, you get ra- where'd you get Did ritual, I say man? rituals?
5: I'm
4: ritual, reading something. I'm sorry. Best.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
4: <laughs> rituals That's not are associated. Here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: well, sorceries are rituals, but yeah, it doesn't say that. I'm uh, <laughs> seeing words that aren't there. Wow. No. I'm, fornications, uh, though. Fornications is any kind of unnatural sex, and we've seen how. This is a supernatural army and the the eighth king was uh, a Nephilim and uh, we looked in Daniel and they mixed their seed with men. And so all this, um, not just race mixing of mankind with uh, other races, but we're seeing this fornication is relating to all this angelic leaving their first estate, uh, mixing their seed with men.
3: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, and they
4: wouldn't repent of that fornication. That's, that's, what,
3: that's what I'm fixing to get to, and we'll go ahead and close here for tonight, brother. Um, Chad, I want you to look up. Uh, it's in Matthew chapter five, I believe, where the Lord's talking about. It says, "In the in the in in your law, thou shalt not commit adultery." I want you to look that verse up, and Fair I'm and because I see, I I know how people think. They read down through here and they see. They continue well, I don't steal, I don't have no idols i don't I'm not having doing no sorcery. I'm not a thief. See that's what the lawyers all, that's what they want to tell self. but i' won't, and i've I've said this just quoted many, many times about breaking the law. Everybody wants everybody saying that we know sin. I ain't because I don't transgress the law. And I wanna show you something what the Lord Himself said to them people that say they don't transgress the law. You there yet, brother Chad? Uh is that the part with the uh the divorce? No. No. no, And it is said in your law, thou shalt not do this or that, whether it's a, it, it, thou shalt not commit adultery or something like that. I, I, it's in those words, but it's in it's in the Sermon on the Mount where it's at. That's in chapter 5, 6, and 7.
5: Right, right,
3: right. Oh, yeah. Uh,
5: oh, right. It hath been said, whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. Again, ye have heard that it hath been said by them of old time, Thou shalt not forswear thyself, but shalt perform unto the Lord thine oath.
3: That's not what I'm looking for. Okay. I, 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 let me just quote it. The Lord said, you said that, y'all, y'all, it, it must be in one of the other book, in one of the other gospels. He said, you've said, uh, they say, they, I can't even talk. The Lord said, it is said in your law, thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you that if you look upon a woman to lust after her in her heart, you've committed adultery already with her in your heart. And I know y'all heard that, read that verse before, hadn't you? Yeah, Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. There's not a single person under the sound of my voice that hadn't committed adultery. Amen. Not a single swinging
1: soul.
3: See, see, because the sin of the heart is just as bad when it comes to sin, as sin in the flesh.
1: I ain't never sold nothing.
0: Oh, you ever slacked off on your job? Not give a man a complete
3: eight-hour's work? You know what, Pastor? You, you you were
5: in the right chapter. I was wrong. Matthew five twenty-seven to 28. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery... But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already
3: in his heart. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Amen. It. Appreciate it. I know I would not dreaming. <laughs> I didn't think I was anyway. But anyway,
2: the point is, try-
3: uh,
4: chapter 1, verse 15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Amen. Amen. So it starts in your heart. You start to lust, and that lust will bring a conception, and it bringeth forth sin, and that sin will bring you forth death. Amen. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. This is the point. I don't even know why I used that one because it was the first one that came into my mind. But the point I was going to make is you look at all these people, and you try to set yourself separate. I I don't do any of that stuff that they're talking about. I can prove to you with the Bible how you're guilty of every one of them or have been guilty of every one of them. Idolatry is a good one. I don't worship no rocks. I don't worship no
1: stone idols. I don't worship no Buddha. I don't worship no toad
0: and pole. You know what idolatry is, people? It's what you put before the Lord. Paul tells you that covetousness is idolatry. You hear me? He Amen. wasn't. He wasn't just whistling Dixie either.
5: Well, there's second witness to that as well. Yeah, it's it's a couple times.
3: Covetousness is idolatry. Absolutely, it is. And and, and on top of that.
1: I don't commit no witchcraft. I ain't no sorcerer. I don't mess with that stuff and don't watch none of that stuff.
3: Do you know what
0: is the same as witchcraft? Is the sin of witchcraft? Stubbornness. You hear what I said? Stubbornness.
3: Look it up, read it, Chad. Read it for them. Which one? Just type in witchcraft and, and stubbornness in there, and they'll be right together. Right. Yes, I, folks. I think it's... Oh, um, Go ahead, Dave.
4: Sorry. I,
5: you got it,
6: Dave?
5: No. I was just thinking you were saying idolatry. That's what's coming up in Revelation. That's the number one thing that gives them the chance, and witchcraft is mentioned as well. That's right. These are these are, <laughs> you're foreshadowing where we're
4: going. That's
3: exactly what I'm trying to do. Brian. Amen. Uh
5: first Samuel fifteen twenty
4: three. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry.
1: Bingo. Because thou
4: hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from wow. being king.
3: Got that, folks. You got that. So this stuff about, you you don't—you you, do don't, you, you think you're free and clear of all, idol- folks, you have no clue. I can't even with human mind and human spirit explain to you how bad that judgment's going to be and how wrong so many people are going to be of what they thought was right in their heart but was wrong in reality. Hear what I said? I said what they thought was right in their heart, but was wrong in reality. And they'd have no excuse because it was always in the pages
0: of the book, and they just wouldn't read it, or they just wouldn't believe it. And idolatry is one of the kingpin deals. Matter of fact, it's the first commandment.
3: If I'm not mistaken, isn't it, Brother David, that shall have no other gods before me?
5: Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) The unforgivable sin.
3: Oh, thou shalt have no other gods before me. What's a god? Somebody you adore and worship. What is that? It's idolatry.
0: What is idolatry? Covetousness. Movie stars, What's the, football players, no, baseball just, players. i guess I could go
3: on. I can start. I can start with a a, a lounge a, a reclining chair your grandmother used to own. If I <laughs> wanted to. Amen.
1: Folks, it's a lot deeper than what you think. There's more to this book than what you've been told.
0: And along the lines of that, Pastor,
4: this is one thing that I really believe irks the Lord and it sure irks me and you, and that is rebellion is as the sin of a witchcraft. People plainly hear the word of God spoken. The the gospel and words that we're speaking here tonight clear, clear as a bell, absolutely you can't deny it, and they'll walk away saying, No, oh, you're a false prophet, you're saying the wrong thing, you're you're going to hell for what you're saying. Just absolute
3: rebellion. I know. And they
4: claim to be Christian.
3: I know. And I have been guilty of it myself. I've been guilty of i the rebellion, I've been guilty of it. Stubbornness, I've been guilty of it. Yes. Amen. Matter of fact, I still have problem with it. Sometimes I have to put under the blood real quick. Like
5: praise be to God.
3: That's just an absolute fact. I don't have no problem confessing it. I'm just a hard-headed man to some
4: extent we all have that rebellion aspect in us
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's
4: the flesh right it yeah. always wants to do it's own thing and we as people we have this pride we think oh well, yeah I've been reading the word for years I've got it figured out that's not right
3: I <laughs> know brother <laughs> that that that, that kills me I, man I can spot them a mile off I can spot them a mile off is there any questions anywhere in the chat room Brother Chad?
5: Uh I think my my server shut down. Can you can you tell Dave? Yes. Brother Dave?
3: Uh question. No. Uh, did anybody uh come in finally? That I'm sure some folks forgot to set their clock right and probably waited an hour too long. But um did anybody else come into the chat room while we were on? Brother Dave.
4: Um, there are some
3: more guests here. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Brian, Brian made it in. Oh, hey, brother Brian. Oh, amen. I'm glad you made it in, brother. I was worried about you. glad you made it in. Okay, but there is no more qu- questions. If there is no questions, um, uh, how long have we been on, guys?
4: I've got, um, it's about nine o'clock time. Yeah, well,
3: if we've been on long enough. We'll shut her down for tonight so everybody overseas can get into bed and one who's got to work tomorrow can get into bed. But anyway, um, folks, I appreciate y'all being there tonight. Appreciate it very much. Um, And we'll be back tomorrow night and pick up here in Chapter 10. Like I said, we're getting into the supernatural stuff, and we haven't even got to the wrath of God yet. And it's it's getting bad already. Third part of the earth, people's done got killed. And we and we got started good. So, having said that, Brother Dave, if you would dismiss us in a word of prayer, Brother.
4: Yes. Father, tonight we give thanks for the Lord Jesus Christ, the firstborn among many brethren. And we give thanks for the blood of Jesus that delivers us as we repent and cry out for mercy, for our rebellion, for Thank our Lord. witchcraft, for our idolatry, for... Being stubborn and refusing to hear the truth, being stubborn and insisting our way is the right way, being stubborn and clinging on to error, mm-hmm. thinking that we have the truth. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the lightning power of the Holy Ghost revelations would tear down, tear down, and obliterate these false ideas in our minds, in my mind in all the minds of those who desire it tonight and in the minds of those who visit or come by this program, Lord, that false ideas and misconceptions would be torn down by the Holy Ghost, that every principality and authority of power that's binding the minds of those, our dear brothers and sisters and of the unbelieving, that the unbelief that they have in the gospel would be torn down, obliterated, Mm -hmm. and destroyed, and that the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ would be given, put in their heart to believe. And I pray, Lord, that all uh, our brothers and sisters who are being held in bondage to errors and committing sin because they're bound by deception, bound by lies and and things that aren't true and therefore are committing error in their lives and grievous sin. I pray that the word of God that's living and active would do its work and circumcise their mind and implant the word of God in the name of Jesus. And Father tonight I just thank you. I thank you for your word and I I pray for a reprieve. Yes. In the name of Jesus, to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray and for your pleasure, Father, I pray that w- there would be a reprieve and the people of North America and of the white Western Christian nations would return to you, Lord. Yes, Lord. That through chastening, through mm, economic collapses or whatever way you desire to do it, Lord, that they would be chastened and brought to a place where they no longer trust in their idols of money and of gold and of silver and of uh, education and of governments and in and of the charity of men, but they they would trust in you, Father, that they'd cry out to you, and that they would repent of their evil, and ask you to help them, and to be born of the Spirit of God, and uh, again, the people of these lands would be blessed with the presence of God, and being born of the Spirit of God, and be a habitation not of devils, yes. but a habitation of the Spirit of God, and the Word of God, and I pray all this in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. amen. Amen.
3: Amen.
5: Amen. Amen. Amen.
4: Real,
3: real quick, real quick. I want you to, brother Dave, turn to Psalms fifty-one. Yes. I want to yes. show you folks something. And if
5: day. I, if I could just re- re- remind the listeners and the downloaders that uh, that tonight the 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 faithful of the assembly will be will be fasting as of tomorrow morning until Tuesday yes. morning, in in, in uh, response to uh, you know uh, David's prayer. Of the reprieve that we're praying that uh that the puppet masters of of the Hillary Clintons and the Obamas and all those wicked on that sort not that that there is no wicked there, but that they may 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 find a stumbling block, and that God may be granting us some sort of reprieve and some sort of uh uh blessing that uh we're praying for We're fasting for this, starting yes. from tomorrow morning to the next day and that when, when, uh, Brother Dave reads out the information at the end, that, uh, the love offerings and, and the, uh, this ministry is, 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 is completely, um, based on, on the support of all of those in the assembly, and it's, it's not, the address and the phone number, you can call, you can call Brother Don at any time, he, he is a full-time pastor, I guarantee you that, he's, it's uh, more than eight hours a day. More, more than you work in a day. He's, he's uh, studying the word, and I'll, I'll attest to that. And it's not just, not just a PayPal account of his email, but if you want to send money through the mail, like I do, it's a, it's a very righteous and and uh, and humbling feeling to go down and buy a stamp and put money in an envelope and send it. It is always, always welcome. If it be of your cheerfulness, if it make you cheerful to send, please do. We would love that you do that. Pastor Don, brother Dave.
3: Brother Dave, in chapter mm-hmm. fifty-one of the before you turn you in Psalms fifty-one.
2: Yes, I am. Folks,
3: uh, some of the stuff I talked about tonight was not necessarily prophecy or supernatural; it was just plain individual relationship between you and God, especially right here to last and uh, and you want you want to make sure God hears you. You want you you want to make you want to make sure that it that you're not just letting uh, air come out of your mouth and bounce off the ceiling. I'm gonna we'll show you something. The Word of God tells you. We've got an excellent example in Psalms 51, where David prayed. David was a man after God's own heart. He was a rough man. He was a mighty, mighty fighter. He was a king. He murdered a man, stole his wife, went against the Lord and numbered Israel when the Lord told him not to, and almost got all Jerusalem destroyed by an angel. But God gave him reprieve over that. But let's see how he prayed, and let's see what some of the important characteristics are of his prayer, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Brother Dave, go down to the repentant prayer. Okay. And I want you to read it, and I and you when you and, I, and I'll stop you when you get to the pertinent points I'm trying to make. Psalm 51,
4: verse 1, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. According unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear, when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in Here, the hidden parts. This part. is
3: what I want you to listen to, folks, because you want your prayers answered, you want them in business, and your relationship with the Lord. And neither repentance or anything having to do with your family, anything having to do with this presidency. What Brother Chad was saying was we're we're, going, we're trying to pull a Jonah and get a reprieve for Nineveh. But that's what we're trying to do, and just trying to show the Lord we mean what we're saying. That's what Brother Chad was saying a while ago. But you watch what what David's laying it out right here. This is what the Lord's looking for. This is what He's actually looking for in you. Go ahead, brother.
4: Behold. Thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part. of, Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thine Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit, Then will I teach transgressors thy way, way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall shew forth thy praise, for thou desirest not sacrifice else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken
3: spirit. That's it. This is what I want you folks to hear.
4: A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then shall thy offer they offer bullocks upon thine altar.
3: That's good enough, brother. That's Amen. what I wanted to get across. That's what I wanted, That's what I wanted the Holy Spirit to take and show you. It's a broken spirit and a contrite heart, folks. Okay, He looketh for truth in the inward parts. Not with lip service, brother Dave. You can go ahead. Oh
4: yes, the contact information for Don Spears Ministry: telephone number three three four three nine seven two three three three. The email address. The email address is also the PayPal account for Pastor Don, so you can write to him personally by. This account, but you can also go to PayPal and use the email address to send an offering to Pastor Don. And so that email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo dot com. Again, respect to the Lord at yahoo dot com. The mailing address is three one five five Louisville street apartment D one Clio Alabama three six zero one seven three six zero one seven thanks for listening everyone
3: good job brother Dave and brother Chad and brother Kevin love you guys man see y'all tomorrow night lord willing and health permitting appreciate everybody in the chat room being there and I'd appreciate if it'd be possible to Can make it back tomorrow night. Good night, everyone. Good night. God bless each and every one of you. Amen.
0: Good night, everyone. And brother.